Welcome to Exposed, an exclusive look behind the curtain of corporate greed with the Warnings Doctor, Dr. Jerry Goldhaber. Learn about what every consumer desperately needs to know in order to avoid serious injury and even death. You'll hear about ways in which consumers, government regulators, and corporations must interact to keep you and your loved one safe. Hi, this is Dr. Jerry Goldhaber the warnings doctor and author of the new book, Murder, Inc., How Unregulated Industry Kills or Injures Thousands of Americans Every Year and What You Can Do About It. I want to welcome you to my podcast, The Warnings Doctor, where I will be providing you prescriptions for living a safer life in an ever more dangerous world. I do this because you and I are playing, my friends, with a half a deck of cards about every product we buy or use in our lives, every aspect of our lives, whether we're eating, working, playing, traveling, healing, residing, or even communicating. We're playing with a half a deck because big corporations who make these products won't tell us about the hazards we may confront because they're putting profits over safety, their profits over our safety. Well, you say, what about government regulations? like the Consumer Product Safety Commission or the EPA or OSHA, won't they look out for us and won't they hold the big companies down and tell, make them tell us about the hazards? Don't count on it. Two-thirds of all regulators either come from or leave for the very companies that they're supposed to be regulating. I call that a revolving door. And sometimes the door hits them in the bottom coming and going. And uh, by the way, the revolving door has been with us since the beginning of government regulation. The only way to get rid of it, as I point out in my book, is to put a 10-year period between the time you leave uh, industry to go to a government agency or the time you leave the agency to go back to your industry. If you put 10 years in there, that'll get rid of the revolving door. But here on this podcast, you have my word. I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell it to you the way it is. You'll get the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth from me, the warnings doctor. It's my pledge that after every episode of my podcast, I guarantee you're going to walk away saying, Jerry, I didn't know that, or wow, that could have happened to me. Well, let's get to it. I like to organize my podcast by sharing with you some things that are in the news about safety and warnings. And then we like to get into our interview. And then I like to wrap it up by sharing with you some things that I've written about in my most recent book. I can tell you a couple things that I think are interesting today. By the way, speaking of my guests, I've got a terrific guest coming up. You're going to want to hear him. Dennis Berry, Dennis Berry, who is the author of the Funky Brain podcast, a host of the Funky Brain podcast, and author of the Funky Wisdom, Funky Brain Wisdom, which you can get on Amazon. Dennis Berry is our guest today, and he's got a lot of information to share with us about how we can live our lives over the next few months while we're cooped up at home. So we'll stay tuned for that interview in a minute. Well, let's look to the news. What's going on? The biggest thing I noticed in the news was that 91% of us are following, 91% of us are following the stay at home and keep your social distance mandate put out by our leadership and our health and scientific authorities. That's terrific. In my lifetime, I've never seen a statistic as high as 91% following warnings. Well, who's following them and who's not? Who are the 10% 
who aren't following. Well, 30 years ago or so, I published a number of scientific articles in which I predicted that the people, I didn't predict, I actually studied these folks, and the people who were most likely to ignore warnings, this will sound familiar, were males over females, younger people over older people, people who did, who took a lot of risk in their lives, people who didn't think what they were confronting was very dangerous, and people who thought it was going to take a lot of their time, money, or energy to follow it. It was going to cost a lot of their, of their time and money and energy to follow a warning and be safe. Those are the kinds of people my research showed would follow it. And people wouldn't pay attention to warnings. You tell them caution or warning or danger, and they'd ignore you. Only maybe 10 to 20% of Americans would follow any kind of warnings over the years. And then you move the word up to lethal or deadly. Now you got my attention. Well, that's what I said 20, 30 years ago in a bunch of scientific articles. And guess what, folks? That's exactly what we've seen today. You may wonder, who are the 10% who are not keeping social distance? Who are the 10%? Well, if you looked at those pictures of the beaches before they closed them in Florida, they were teenage and young college student, mostly males. They were people under 30. They were people who felt that uh, keeping social distance was too high a price to pay when they're on vacation on spring break. Uh, people who were looking for the word deadly in their lives, and they didn't think it was deadly, so they ignored the warnings. They didn't think it was a dangerous situation, and therefore they were taking a lot of risk. That's what happened. The research was there. And this is exactly, it's like living a real field experiment in real life. And we saw young people who were ignoring warnings, mostly young males. We saw people who really didn't pay attention until they thought this was deadly or lethal. Well, now finally, the message is getting through. This is deadly and it is lethal. And we have to keep our social distance. And now the question is really, how will we spend that time? We're locked up. Some people think, you know, they say, well, my goodness, I married you for better or for worse, but not for lunch. Well, guess what, folks? You're going to have lunch together, dinner and breakfast. You might as well get used to each other and not just look at it as a punishment, but look at it, as I say, as a higher calling. What is our purpose? We're here for a purpose. If we could find purpose in being placed at home for the next two or three months, can we write that book we've thought about writing or maybe read a book that we've put off? Can we talk with our children and help them more with their homework now that they're working online? Uh, can we help our spouse out with some project around the house? Can we make five or 10 phone calls a day to elderly people in our lives through our churches or our synagogues and, and, and our mosques and look in on the elderly who may be living alone and may welcome a friendly, uh, happy voice? Uh, what can you do to bring purpose to this time of, of what some people think is a time of despair. My rabbi, as I've said before, is fond of saying despair is not a strategy. And I agree with that. So if you're going to call the elderly up, please don't call and kvetch, as we say in Yiddish. Don't call and say, oy vey. Call and smile and tell a joke. 
talk about the good and upper part of society and how things are going to get better. Help them out with their shopping. Do something for others and you won't be worried about your own stress. Stress is an inside job and you can delete your own stress by helping somebody else. That's what I wanted to say today. And now I would like to get over to our guest, Dennis Berry, because he's got an awful lot to say to help us get through these times. And we will get through with them, my friends. We will get through. Now for another great interview on Exposed with the Warnings Doctor, Dr. Jerry Goldhaber. So my guest today is Dennis Berry. I was on his podcast, so we're going to play tag you're it and come back and return the favor. Uh, this is the Warnings Doctor. My guest interview today, Dennis Berry, whose own podcast is called The Funky Brain, which is a really great podcast. You should all listen to it. Had a lot of fun. You'll get a lot of great tips on improving your life, your life in general. And boy, can we use a lot of those tips today. Today we're facing a crisis. And I want to quote the Greek. What, what podcast would be uh, complete without quoting a Greek Stoic philosopher? I know how I come <laughs> up with this. Epictetus. I hope I pronounced it right. Epictetus. Yes. He said, it is crazy. We cannot choose our external circumstances but we can always choose how we respond to them. Or as John Lewis, the civil rights activist, has told us many times, we may not have chosen the time, but the time has chosen us. And I guess the question today should be, Dennis, if you want to talk that way, what do we do now that the times have chosen us? We have the answer to preventing us from getting sick and preventing us from getting someone else sick. Uh, stay the F at home. That's even become a musical. I got a Yiddish uh, theater rabbi. He's got a meme going around the internet, and it's not F. <laughs> and the whole song is stay the F at home. Stay the F at home. So we know that. And now we're home. Let's assume, along with 91%, according to CNN latest poll, 91% of us have gotten the message. There's still 10%, maybe the governor of Florida will get it today, but the, the still is a 90%. Okay, we get it. We're staying at home. All right, Dennis, what do we do? I'm going crazy. I married you for better or worse, but not for lunch. <laughs> what, what are we doing at home? With, with, how can we move forward? What can we do? Do you have any ideas? That's really interesting. And thanks for having me on, Jerry. I'm super excited to be talking with you again. We had such a great talk last time. Well, actually, it's, I, I did a podcast, Just Me, uh, like a quick, like, how to stay calm and healthy. Last week, I just did this. And I did like 10 things you could do to stay calm and healthy. And so it's kind of ironic you're bringing it up. But number one, I, I would just say, and I don't remember all 10 of them off the top of my head, but the first one I think is like, we have to create purpose. I think it's real, like a real big trap that a lot of people I think are going to fall into, which is going to be good for the psychiatrists out there, is that we're going to, you fall into that depression, why me, what's going on, is this, is this my fault, like we fall into this place of this, what's my purpose, why are we stuck in here, and I think it's like, in my case, I have to stay busy and create purpose, like for me, I'll tell you right now, I get up in the morning and I pretend I'm going to work. I get up and I have a schedule to follow. I exercise always when I get up in the morning anyway, and then I'm meditating. And then, um, 
and then I go for a long walk and then I come and take a shower and I get dressed as if I'm going somewhere to work. If I sit around in my pajamas or my underwear all day eating cheese doodles, you're going to get the effects of that. You're not going to feel good about yourself. And so number one, it's like have purpose. And if you don't have any purpose, try to create some. Like we're, look what we're doing. You're at, we're across the country, 2,000 miles apart. And I'm able to look you in the eye and have a great day today. Like I'm, we're having this time together and it's fulfilling me. And I think that if you, if you don't have a schedule, if you have nothing to do, reach out to somebody. This is Zoom. You can get on Zoom or Skype or whatever, one of those screen sharing meetings, and you can create purpose. You can have eye contact with somebody. And, you know, we need that human contact. And if we can't have a hug right now, we can at least have eye contact. So I think that that's a big part of it right now. You know, you mentioned cheese doodles, Dennis, and that's, I was just on a radio there. Yeah, do you want some cheese noodles? <laughs> right. I was just on, uh, her name's Frankie Boyer. She's got a national podcast like you and I do. And she also has a big show in Boston live radio. It's on BizTalk. Mm-hmm. And I was just doing a half hour with her about an hour ago. And we we're talking about that because the tendency when you're home, remember old habits, we're home, it's the weekend. You know, we're not home 24-7, but the weekend we're home, if we're working, we take the weekend off, not everybody, but some, we sit back and watch football and drink beer and eat cheese doodles. Yeah. (laughs) That's a sure ticket to a heart attack. If you can, if you do anything during this time of crisis, and and let's start, it's going to be over. It will end. There's going to be a tough time ahead the next month or two, and probably three. And if they've canceled the July Olympics, they've canceled the Kentucky Derby, Wimbledon for the first time this morning canceled. So every I didn't hear that yet. Wimbledon wow. just canceled. And so that's in the summer. I guarantee you, prediction, the Major League Baseball, you didn't forget about it. It may be that strike shortened season kind of model in July or August. I doubt it. I think you're going to see, because here's the reality. How are you going to feel, Dennis? How's your wife? How's your kid going to feel when you get out of this? Say it's three months. How quickly are you going to run? You're in Colorado to, say, a Denver Broncos football game and sit with 60,000 crowded people. You're going to think twice. You're going to say, wait a minute. I know it's been three months and we're sort of the flattening of the curve. Hey, you know, I'll wait a few months more, maybe a year more, you know, until there's a vaccine which is 18 months. Let's not fool around here. So before I'll get into a baseball stadium, but I love what you started with. Have a purpose. I'm not bragging, but I took over a, a help out in my synagogue. We, I said, give me some phone calls. So I'm making 10 calls a day to total strangers. I mean, we have 2,000, 3,000 members of most of them. I don't know. So I call up 10 people who are on an elderly call list just to cheer them up. Just say, hey, how are you? You're alone. Let's chat. And I'm not doing the despair thing. My rabbi gave me a specific order. Despair is not a strategy. Despair (laughs) is not a strategy. So I'm not calling up to do the kvetching, how am I, woe is me thing. It's really, hey, did you happen to catch the Golden Girls last night? Or did you hear the latest about the internet thing about this joke? And light stuff. 
Uh, yeah. What a good recipe for corn muffins or something. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, that's a really great point you bring up. And what I have on my phone, my little calendar that goes off every morning is to reach out randomly to five people. So what you just said, call 10 people. And you know what that's it, that is, is um, that was one of my uh, 10 tips to do is getting out of ourselves. Because a lot of times, and you know, we're in crisis mode right now, but even when we're not in crisis mode, whenever we get into our head and there's problems going on, it's usually because I'm thinking too much about myself. So I have to get out of myself. And if I'm going to be trapped in the same four walls all the time, 20, 24 hours a day, I need to find a way to do that is to get out of here because my brain is always my, that's why my podcast is called the funky brain podcast. My brain is always the source of my problems. Like most of my problems, they're just created up here, my thoughts. So if I get out of myself, if I could talk to somebody or guide somebody through their own little crisis they're having, or just be there to listen, then I'm getting out of myself and I have a better chance of staying mentally emotionally spiritually healthy throughout I'm here with dennis berry the host of the funky brain podcast if you're not listening to it you need to be listening to it it will make your day and probably improve your life a lot dennis berry the host of the funky brain podcast you know dennis i think you've you've hit something real important an old buddy of mine used to say in college stress is an inside job Stress is an inside job, and stress increases the likelihood of inflammation. Inflammation in our bodies makes it harder for us to fight off any kind of bacteria or viruses, including, obviously, COVID-19. So the less stressed we are, and I think you're onto something, make it about we, not me, because the stress is about me. I can't be stressed if I'm looking at your face. You make me laugh. You make me smile. We share experiences with both scuba diving. We're going to get to that. But <laughs> the point is, if we if, when you're making five calls and just saying to those people, how are you? What's going on? How are you handling it? Whether it's friends, family, loved ones, strangers in your synagogue or church, uh, whether it's clients that you just, you're not calling the cell and you just want to, how are you doing? How are you doing? I, I love that tip. Yeah, and that's great. And so, I mean, I know you know this, but like when you're stressed out, you're producing, your body produces that cortisol, right? Which is that, it's that stress drug and it's the, it, it grabs hold of your body on the inside and it makes you sick on the inside and the outside. And when you're talking to people, when you're getting out, then it produces that dopamine. When you're meditating, when you're helping people, talking to people, getting that eye contact, that human contact on some level, then your body calms down. It's a, it, people, you can get it from petting your dog or whatever it is, but having other contact outside of your own thinking will definitely help you stay on a happier, healthier path for sure. And you know it's another good. thing I like about the uh, comments you were making, we are home. There's two things we need to do. One is we stay at home. Well, now we're home, what do we do? And going for a purpose is amazing. But in order to achieve that purpose, we have to keep healthy, which is what you started with. Uh, exercise, even if it's a walk, a run, a jog, a bike ride, uh, even if you don't want to leave home, uh, there are things you can do at home. There's a lot of online yoga classes, meditation, exercise classes. I mean, who could forget when I was growing up, Jane Fonda made a lot of money off of me. <laughs> I used to buy her videotapes, watch her doing her exercises at home. 
So that's so important, I think, exercise and avoiding the junk food. Uh, sugar and salt will kill us. And if we're home for three months, and I'm predicting three months really, till we get you know, accustomed to getting rid of this thing, that's a lot of salt and sugar. And you know, you know as well as I do, sugar is eight times more addictive than cocaine, eight times. So when someone says you got a Coke habit, <laughs> think of Coca-Cola. <laughs> one Coke a day will increase your heart attack risk by 35%, one Coke a day, which, has, which brings you, by the way, 16 teaspoons of sugar in one 20-ounce bottle of Coke. Yeah, that's crazy. If we're really mainline it, go to Mountain Dew. Mountain <laughs> Dew will give you 19 teaspoons of sugar. They're the winner. 19. Try putting, put in perspective. How many of our listeners, both at the Funky Brain or in the Warnings Director podcast, how many have a cup of coffee? Would we put 19 teaspoons of sugar in our coffee? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that stuff will kill you. And that, that's really, you know, when you get into this stuff, that's, again, it goes back to the sitting around in the underwear or eating cheese noodles or whatever your, your food drug of choice is. But um, I think it's really important, like you said, exercise, but one, to be aware of this. Right. So uh, I know that uh, a lot of people, they'll eat like that because they're stressed out, but it's mindless. Right. It's like they don't realize that they're stressed out or that they're fearful, insecure or whatever their their thought process is. And all of a sudden they find themselves in the pantry eating something and they don't even realize it. And they'll eat a, a bag of a box of cereal or a bag of cheese doodles or chocolate, or they're drinking a six pack of Coca-Cola and they don't even realize it. So I think it's so important to be aware. And if you're listening to like our talk here or trying to uh, better yourself or bring that awareness to you, then you're on the right track. But I think it comes from, like I said, starting first thing in the morning, wake up. When you wake up in the morning, are you like, oh my God, the world's falling apart. I'm stressed out. My spouse is messed up. Like all this stuff, we're stuck inside. The first thing in my case, I have to calm my brain down. So I have to wake up and I, the first thing I do is I'll meditate. I'll spend five minutes just in silence. And if you can't sit with your own brain in silence, pull up YouTube, and yeah. do, a quick, do a quick search for, in my case, I love the beach and the ocean sounds. So do a quick search for three-minute meditation beach. And there's like 100,000 of them, probably more than that right now. And find somebody you connect with, like a guided meditation. Start there. Don't start by sitting still for 45 minutes and trying to calm your brain down. You'll never meditate again. Like start small, three minutes, five minutes. Get aware, bring some awareness into the picture, and then you have a chance of tackling the day, tackling that insecurity or that fear, and then being mindful about what you're eating. So, uh, you know, when you go and find yourself in the pantry eating a, a supersized Snickers bar, do you really need that, or is it just a, a lapse in the day? Are you just bored? Is there something you could do to be more productive and um, find some purpose throughout this time? There's something else you could do. So being mindful, I think, is a huge tool to use against that overeating, that overdrinking, alcohol, drugs, whatever it is that you're using to cope. There's healthier ways to do that. So becoming mindful and aware, really important. And, you know, uh, sometimes the anxiety will get to us no matter what at the end of the day, if we cheated and had cable news on. Uh, why watch the death counts go up and the stock market go down? You have two yeah. sets of them. Forget all that. 
put on the, if you want to watch TV, have the Golden Girls on and sit back and watch Jack Benny or some old time comedy or mystery. Or, You're dating uh, yourself there. I know, aren't I? <laughs> I uh, I'm, I'm con convinced that this is, let's put it this way. I've taken this three months, and I'm using the period three months. Three months from an old university professor is about a half a semester. So why don't we call this a short course, a three-month course in improving our lives. Love it. And let's all get credit for this. Let's get uh, one course. We can get three credits. I'll double down on you. Instead of half of it, I'll give you the full three credits. Like lawyers get a CLE, uh, medical doctors get MLEs. Let's make this a life of credit. We'll give you three credits for three months. And let's go to school. Let's use this time to improve our nutrition. Let's use this time to start an exercise routine. And you'll see measurable impact because three months, anybody who does any exercise starts slow, build up, even if you've never taken a step in your life. And then we may want to renew the course. You might want to take part two of it in July, August, and September, improving your life and make a list up. Everybody's going to be different. What will you do to fulfill your purpose, whether it's about yourself or others, what will you do other than sitting back and uh, having uh, Cheetos or whatever your food is or, or your Snickers bars or having 17 beers or uh, snorting whatever you snort? It, <laughs> these are easy solutions. Yes. It's not, well, I'm not going to give you credit for having 16 Coca-Colas. I won't give you academic credit for that. So I'll be taking attendance, folks. <laughs> and so won't Dennis. Dennis Berry, the host of The Funky Brain. We need to improve our lives and we need to use this as, I don't call this lemons, I make it lemonade because you have an opportunity. Is maybe this academic course of purpose getting better in touch with your loved ones? Maybe this is not a time to play video games with your children, but a time to play word games with your children. Since they're probably in school online, maybe it's time to sit over their shoulder, stand over their shoulder and see what their homework is. Yeah, and I love that. I, I, I think that what you're talking about is perspective, right? I, I think it's about having this perspective that this is not a uh, punishment, it's an opportunity. And I think that the biggest challenge is going to be because my, my guess right now, people are being forced to learn a lot about themselves. They're being forced to be stuck in right now in isolation against their will. And because they're otherwise, they're going to get sick. So there's going to be some, this time of reflection. And then they're, you're going to be kind of forced to see things differently. The real trick, I think, is that they're going to start saying, oh, wait, maybe this isn't a punishment. It is an opportunity to learn something new, to get fit, to write that book I always wanted, to start that business. You could start a business online. Email me. I'll give you a small business plan on how to get started, whatever that is. The real trick, I think, is that after the, this period of time is over, and we've learned our lesson, whatever it is that we're supposed to learn right now. And then six months down the road, falling back into old habits. I think that's going to be the biggest challenge that people are going to do. They're going to fall into that. They're going to go back to that comfort zone of eating that food they used to do or getting lazy or um, letting the kids just watch their phones all day or whatever, whatever their crutches are or try to they're going to try to fall back, back into that lifestyle that we were living in before this happened.
and they're going to forget these opportunities. My hope is that they don't. In my book that I wrote, it's called Funky Wisdom. What I did was I created this program about, you know, just about self-reflection and living your life more productively and feeling better about yourself. People say, how do I become successful? How do I become healthy? How do I become fit? How do I have healthy relationships? I take the how, H-O-W. It stands for honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. Wow, repeat that. Honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. How? How? Use the word how again, Dennis, without thinking about you. (laughs) Brain and the funky wisdom. That's your book? It's uh, Funky Wisdom, the Practical Guide to Life. And um, How do we get it. I want to get your book. How do I get that? It's on Amazon. It's on. I actually have a copy here. Oh, there we go. Funky wisdom. Hold that back up again. Funky wisdom: A Practical Guide to Life by Dennis C. Berry, and it's on Amazon, folks. Can we get a Kindle version too? You can get a Kindle version. I'm working on the uh, audio version because everybody seems to really want that. Back to the principles there, the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. It's like once you become honest with yourself and say, okay, you know, things aren't exactly as as I would like them to be, or maybe there's a problem. Maybe I could be doing something better. Maybe I'm not doing what I want to be doing for my life. When you honestly can admit that stuff, now you have a chance to go and work on it. And now you you have to have this open mind. And that usually comes from some sort of pain or struggle which is kind of like what we're going through right now. I have an open mind that says, okay, I have no control over this. Maybe there's another way of doing things. Why don't I look into that? And then W is the willingness. Now, once you get through the honesty and the open-mindedness, you have to be willing to do things differently because the way you've been doing things got you stuck, got you here, got you unhappy or unhealthy or not as happy as you can be. And now I'm willing to do those things differently to get different results. So my hope is that through this time that we're stuck here, that we come to that place of where we're honest, open, and willing to get to where we want. Because you're right, there is going to be an end to this. And I don't know if it's in three months or in 18 months. The challenge is to take care of yourself now and use this opportunity So that in 18 months, when we are out of it, you don't have to go and reverse the damage that you've done by being here right now. Like do it now. Don't get to that place of pain where you have to go on that diet or reverse that diabetes or do whatever it is, reverse that financial hardship. Start working on that stuff now. So down the road, you don't have to reverse the damage. You are so correct, Dennis Berry, the host of The Funky Brain and author of Funky Wisdom on Amazon. I think you're 100% right because I think if we could get the country, start a movement, you know, get the country to at the end of this, whatever, whenever it ends, and it will end, that we continue. We don't go back. We continue. And the more we do this every day, the more every morning we get up as if it's a regular day at work or whatever we do and when we get up at work shave and shower or if you're a woman shower and get dressed put on your work clothes it's a day at work you and i are doing a podcast and neither one of us are in our pajamas or underwear we're dressed (laughs) up we're ready to go and this is what we do we are at work we're doing something we're sharing something with somebody else This isn't about you or me. It's about whoever's listening and hopefully having a better life. 
And this is something we need to continue. You know, not on an individual level. One thing I just noticed this morning, the carbon emissions keep going down, down, down. It started off uh, a week ago when I was doing your podcast. It was about 40, 25%. Now the satellite imagery is coming in. It's 45. That's almost half the emissions have disappeared in a month. And we're quibbling over goals that are 10, 20, 30 years off in one month we have dropped half of all carbon emissions. Uh, of course, all the oil and coal burning factories have ceased. There are no cars in the streets. So the air in the major cities in New York, it's never been cleaner. The reporters tell me that it's the cleanest air in 200 years in New York since before the Industrial Revolution. That's wild. If we could keep that, I know I'm not crazy. We're not. This is the this is the Green New Deal on many steroids. Quite frankly, Planet Earth is saying thank you, COVID nineteen. That's what Planet Earth is saying. It's saying thank you, COVID. We say thank you, COVID, for teaching us that it's possible to reach these goals of the Green New Deal, not in our lifetimes in thirty years, but maybe in a year or two. We've seen what the world looks like. Maybe we can compromise a little more on the balance between the economy and the future of the planet. I know COVID has forced us to do, the economy has had to go in the back door while we save our lives. Maybe one of those lessons can be, and unfortunately it probably won't be, but it should be, and it's an aspirational goal that we will really wake up. And I'm not wanting to get political, but Medicare for all? That's where we are right now, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone needs to be cared for. And yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and I think we're going to all be forced to look at things differently. And that's a huge statistic. I didn't know about the 45% emissions down, but it makes total sense. Yeah. We're, we're consumers. We're consuming at a, a massive rate on a daily basis. And um, wow, that, that makes a lot of sense that the emissions would be down that much. All the factories are shut down. Their traffic isn't on the roads. Um, the full-size trucks that people use for recreation aren't driving around. Um, I know we could probably talk about this type of stuff for a little while, but um, I just think we're going to be forced to see things differently. And out of this is going to come new opportunity. And I don't know what that looks like yet, but I, you know, again, we're stuck inside to think. One thing is, you know, if you don't know where you're going, you'll probably end up someplace else. You know, I think that's a book that somebody wrote. I like using that quote. If you're getting in that place right now and of seeing this as an opportunity and I want to do this and I want to do that, write it down. Create a plan. I want to write a book. Okay, well, Jerry and I have both written books. So contact us, email me and say, how do I set up a book? There's programs where you can use, I used Coggle. It was like a, it's like a mind mapping program. It's free and to help organize my thoughts because I don't know about you, but I think a lot. <laughs> so I have like the average person has about 60,000 thoughts per day. And I probably have like a hundred thousand thoughts per day. Talk about Coggle, spell it first. And then uh... Coggle, C-O-G-G-L-E. I think it's .com. But if you Google Coggle, yeah. And uh, it'll come up and it's kind of like mind mapping word association. We used to call it free association. So you put your central idea in the middle and out of that comes all of your other ideas and you can organize your thoughts and each of those thoughts becomes a chapter. And then from there you organize more thoughts and each of those become a paragraph. And it's 
it's a great way to get all those thoughts out of your head down in an organized way. And then you can write a book. And if you want to start a business, email me or Jerry or anybody. I mean, you can Google basic business plan, put a plan together and start coming up with ideas. There's ways when you see successful people, it didn't just happen. They were systematic. They had an idea first and then they figured out how to make that idea happen. And now is a great time to figure that stuff out. Like step outside of your normal thinking and do something different and you'll get different results. And it's how can our readers get, our listeners, you got me writing Coggle, a new book. My next book, I'm going to look up Coggle for sure. C-O-G-G-L <laughs> listeners, C-O-G-G-L-E, Coggle. Uh, organize our thoughts. Well, how can we get to you? What's your email? You said everybody should email you. Why don't you tell us how to email you? Yeah, sure. It's uh, DennisBerry333 at gmail.com. DennisBerry333 at gmail.com. And yeah. uh, Dennis wants to hear from you, so please don't hesitate. Yeah, I mean, you can see my, um, my website is DennisBerry.com and my um, YouTube channel uh, where I have this podcast. Our video versions of our podcasts are on there. And then there's the um, on Anchor and all the major podcast, Apple uh, Music, all the major podcast networks. You can find the audio versions of my podcast and of your your podcast jerry as well yeah yeah we anchor anchors away that's what i've been telling david my producer yeah put so, it in uh, anchor and let them do the work they by the way uh what we're doing folks it takes a bit of thinking but it's not that difficult if you've got a message i would follow dennis berry's excellent advice and this is a great time three months, six months, whatever it is, till that vaccine is there or some valid treatments, it's okay. Compared to the rest of our lives, use this time, write that book. Or if you don't want to write a book, how about reading a book? <laughs> you know, I mean, a real book. Uh, we have to be careful how much of our eyes go on of screens and the, the rays and all that stuff. But we have to be sure to make sure it has the keyword purpose. What is our purpose going to be? The times have chosen us, John Lewis said, and will we rise to the times? What will our purpose be? And Dennis Berry, you've been a great help today. And to our listeners, thank you so much. We'll do this again for sure. We'll check back and forth. Dennis Berry, the host of The Funky Brain, the author of Funky Wisdom, and Dennis333, Dennis Berry333 at Gmail, right? At gmail.com, yes. Yeah. Gmail.com. And he's got a YouTube uh, channel. Everybody's got that these days, right? No, they don't. <laughs> yeah. so good for you, Dennis. And you can catch all of his podcasts on the YouTube channel as well. I know that's how I, before I talk to Dennis, I, I've listened to a few of his podcasts. They're fantastic. And Dennis has a good business working with uh, lawyers, personal injury lawyers, and helping them figure things out in their business model. And I believe in what he's talking about. I'm sending some of my lawyer clients over to see Dennis can always do better in life. Right. And the day we stop thinking about that is the day we stop living. So folks, thanks again for listening to Dennis Perry of the funky brain as my guest today on the warnings doctor. Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate it. Have a great day, everybody. You too. And let's all be safe. Yes, please. Thanks Dennis. This was great.
Once again, I want to thank our wonderful guest, Dennis Berry, and I urge you to get in touch with him, as he said, at DennisBerry333 at gmail.com. Uh, friends, uh, one of the things I wanted to share with you, I wrote in my book, and remember I promised you I would tell you things on the podcast that you'd say, Jerry, I didn't know that. It could have happened to me. Well, here's one that probably 90% of microwave oven users routinely do without even thinking about it. Do you put a paper towel on the floor or the turntable of your microwave? Because foods cooked in there tend to pop and spit, and you want to keep your unit clean, right? You're just like me. Are you aware that if you use recycled paper towels for this purpose, you're creating a fire hazard right in your kitchen? Here's why. Recycled paper towels inevitably contain tiny shards of metal. And that's because people don't take things like staples and paper clips and spiral wire bindings out of the millions of tons of paper that we throw into recycling bins around the country. And these metals are ground into microscopic particles ingrained into the fibers of recycled paper towels and have been known to spark fires in microwaves. Now, that's something my staff found out for me. I didn't know that, and I said the same thing. My gosh, that could have happened to me. And you'll find a lot of stuff like that in my book. The uh, book is called Murder, Inc. You can find it on the website, murderincbyjerry.com, Jerry with a G, murderincbyjerry.com. That'll take you to the Barnes & Noble website because Amazon's not shipping books these days. If you want the uh, e-book or the Kindle, Amazon can uh, take care of you there. Um, I also have a bunch of different clips on my YouTube channel, jerryonyoutube.com jerryonyoutube.com and I think you'll enjoy our next episodes of the Warnings Doctor podcast. Until then friends, just remember the more informed you are the safer you will be. Thank you for listening to Exposed an exclusive look behind the curtain of corporate greed with the Warnings Doctor Dr. Jerry Goldhaber. Our podcast is where you can always find a new prescription to keep you safe in an ever evolving and sometimes dangerous world. Remember the more informed you are, the safer you will be.